Well, happy Friday, and welcome to this edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. How you doing, D? Hello, Bungo. I'm doing good. How are you, Sean? I'm manic because we're trying a new uh, podcast that we have not debuted yet, and I can't figure out what what's for what at this point. Maybe we're maybe we're dipping our toes <laughs> into too much water at this point. <laughs> I'm like, what well, am I? Which theme song am I using right now? What drops do I have? I had the other day when we were taping our other podcast, which I don't want to talk about the details of quite yet. I have exactly. like two we'll laptops, had like two laptops and my cell phone and the board, and you know, it's just uh, it's just a lot. So, but it's fun though. I still love going old school with the paper. The paper, yeah. Do the you have paper a pr- and the highlighting. Do you have a printer? Well, I'm in a hotel, so oh, there's okay. a business, yeah, business yeah, center. Yeah. yeah, see, I mean, I've got a printer, but I don't even know if the ink cartridges still work. It's been so long since <laughs> I've used it. You know how that goes. But, Absolutely. but uh, we got a good show uh, coming up. Um, just uh, uh, <laughs> It was kind of funny. I sent you my uh, my playlist this week, and you kind of took that and kind of kind of went with it. And it's kind of like we're, we're doing a little tour across, um, at least across America, through a lot of this uh, this episode. I, I, I had a couple of songs on my list, and when I saw what you sent me, I was like, well, fuck it. Let's let's throw these in there. <laughs> and, uh, and and the one, uh, you know, first song, Side B, uh, just has the reference to, to a steady but. But yeah, no, it was fun. When I saw your list, I was like, interesting. Okay, let's let's run with this. So we're taping this on Labor Day, but it will be live for everybody on Friday morning as it usually is. So uh, before we get into the uh, into the uh, music this week, I just got to ask you, are you excited? Because it's it's kind of been such a strange year with the NBA coming back and the baseball coming back and stuff. Are you excited for Sunday and the beginning of the NFL season? I'm not. I haven't really even thought about it, Sean. Are you? You know, I'm I'm starting to get more excited because I've been off for, you know, three days at this point and I'm off again tomorrow because I, I just decided to make it a four day weekend and I've had sports center on a lot and all they talk about is football, despite all the other sports actually being played right now. And that's gotten me a little bit more in the mindset of it. But uh but no, you're right, without preseason and stuff like that, it's just kind of snuck up and all of a sudden it's the, you know, second week of September and it's time for football to start. I've never felt this way in my entire life. Like I, like all of a sudden next Sunday, the bears are going to be on TV. Yeah. And and yeah, I, I'm not excited at all. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't get it. But are you not excited enough not to watch it? Oh fuck. I'll watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. Are the bears on, are the bears on where you're at, by the way? Uh, They're playing Detroit. So they should be. Okay, cool. Good deal. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm supposedly going to be home next weekend oh nice uh, okay well, we'll very wait and good. see very we'll good. wait and see tomorrow morning uh, very... once work starts up to <laughs> figure out what very the good. fuck is going on in my life very good so anyway um let's get into it um with uh with our list of songs this week and of course first song as usual goes to ud and it's our pearl jam song for the week it's hail hail uh the first single off of uh no code that came out in 96 uh this was one of those very divisive albums uh 
this was, you know, when, when Pearl, people started pulling back from Pearl Jam, when Pearl Jam started pushing people away. This song wasn't part of that, though. Uh, this song is incredible, amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, this song is a is an ass kicker, if you will, from Pearl Jam. I mean, it's it's very hard rocky sound to it, you know, which was not necessarily a lot of no code, as you kind of mentioned, with it being a little bit uh, a little bit controversial in the fact that people didn't like it as much as they had some of their more their uh, previous albums. But uh, to me, this song is is a really really good uh, good Pearl Jam song that um, I think it could fit on any of their albums across the board. And, and it's amazing to me. And, and you bring up that hard Rocky thing. Uh, Stone Gossard actually said, people say that no code wasn't like a rock re- record. The big comment you hear over and over again was experimental record. But then you hear hey, Habit, Hail, Hail, and Lucan. And those songs are totally rock. And, and it's absolutely true. And it always annoyed the shit out of me. But of course, you know, this shows my Pearl Jam fandom that, uh, uh, that people talk down to this record. This one in Binaural. Sean, those were the two that just annoyed the shit out of me that people just didn't give a second chance to. And, and it's, poss- it's possible it's Pearl Jam's fault, too, because they weren't really, you know, pushing these ones like they did previously with, you know, singles and everything. But but this song and this album are amazing. What I would say with this album particularly, I like it. You know, I, I remember when it came out and thinking, you know, there's a few good songs on it, but it's not you know, like just pop in and listen to the whole thing. And I probably have changed my tune on that at this point. It is, it is an album that you can pretty much listen all the way through and it's, and it's all the songs are, are at least interesting, if not good by Nero, which we've talked about a lot, you know, and it's not certainly not my favorite Pearl Jam album is one that's grown on me a little bit, but I would not put it in the category of this album by any means. No code is above it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I remember when this song came, when this album came out, uh, I think I was living in Jacksonville at the time. This was uh, post-graduation from high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on my way to work to Hamilton, Hamilton's. And uh, uh, I stopped and, and bought the CD at, uh, you know, whatever that the record store was called at the time uh, in Lincoln Square Shopping Center. Oh, God. It's so good. I love it. What was that place called? That's going to bother me now. I should be able to think it, it, of that. It was called two different things. You know, the one right next to JC Penny. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, what was yeah, what was yeah. it, what I, was it called most of the time? I, I I always think of it as like Sam Goody or Musicland. I can't think of what. Oh the my hell it was gosh! Why can't we not remember that? Oh man! <laughs> yeah. This song has really kind of struck, stuck with me this last week. You know, since we made that. You know, it's just it's about a relationship that's gone sour. But one side, Eddie Vedder can't figure out why it's gone sour. And how I love you till the day I die and beyond. Are we going to the same place? If so, can I come? I'm not done with this yet. Yet you still seem to be pushing me away. That's a big thing. And I think the problem with No Code was the first song that came out, which it was either Who You Are or In My Tree because they released them both. It was Who You Are. Okay. It was Who You Are. Yeah. the first single. that was probably their their issue with it because it just was not something that grabbed you it's actually a really good song i like that song quite a bit but it's, it's not song. it's not um it's not at the level of hail hail when it comes to mainstream gonna play it on the radio type of a song who you are is probably what you know pushed people away from it because it was you know a little down a little uh 
lower tempo than people were used to with with a lot of the Pearl Jam stuff. But I'm going to try something really quick. This is going to be off the cuff, and uh, I'm going to see because I've because I've got this little little contraption now. I'm going to try to call Richie and bring him in because he's going to remember the name of that place because it's going to drive me nuts for the rest of the show <laughs> if we don't if we don't uh, if we don't figure it out let's see if this works yeah. yeah yeah this may or may not work so we'll we'll find out because i'm not sure he'll be able to actually uh hear me but we'll see let's see i'm gonna call his mobile do we hear it ringing i don't hear anything Oh, I, there it is. Yeah, but it's because I put it on speakerphone. Oh, okay. See if he answers. He's not going to answer. Ah, dang it. Okay, well, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure. We'll, it we'll out. put we'll put it on Facebook and, and uh, Instagram. No, I'm gonna think of it before the episode's over. I just it's just gonna take me a minute. This is so stupid. So, <laughs> two more things. Again, yes. this is the song about somebody not being appreciated the way he feels like mm-hmm. he should be appreciated you know like like the relationship is one-sided uh i could be new you you underestimate me if you're the only one will i ever be enough i want to be your one enough you won you're one you're one the other thing i wanted to bring up was the b-side to the uh uh, uh import single of this song was black, red, and yellow? Which oh, really? Was the song Eddie Vedder wrote about Dennis Rodman? Oh yeah, I I do remember that. That's that's funny yeah. that it's the B side. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's a it's a powerful song. I think you've also got to look at it when you you know when you were just reading those lyrics. Um, the part that you said of if you're the only one, will I ever be enough? You know, that's that's kind of like one of those situations to where probably not the best relationship to be in if you're in that situation to where you're not good enough and you think you can be. So, you know, it, it's a it's a powerful song in terms of, uh, you know, self-reflection and all of that kind of stuff when you're looking at a relationship. And I think so many people, myself included, have been in that situation. Sure. And, uh, I don't know that I ever listened to the song that way until, you know, we put it on this playlist this week, but. No, it's it's some heavy shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Good song though. I mean, probably should have been their first single and it you know, no code wouldn't have gotten <laughs> yeah. the situation that it was in for a hindsight. while. Hindsight being what it is. Absolutely. Um, second song on the list is actually a different um different type of song than we normally have on the show, but it's Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohn and This is actually, this is a, I mean, I think everybody knows this song. If you don't, you live under a rock because it's, you know, it's, it's still on all different types of radio quite a bit because it's, it's kind of a, what would you call easy listening? Perhaps is a good way to talk about contemporary adult adult contemporary. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Um, I like this song. It's, it's, it's a very catchy song that if you, if you hear it, you're going to probably sing along to it. And I just put it on here. This was my pick because I just needed something a a little different than, you know, just alternative rock or, or something like that. But, uh, but it actually got a nomination for song of the year. I think the most interesting part of it though, this was literally the man's only hit that he ever had. And the song is about searching for a hit (laughs) and how he came about it. It's just so, it's just so fun that he got his hit while he went to Memphis searching for it because of the trip to Memphis and he never had another hit again. I was trying to figure out why you put this on the list. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a good song. Uh, it's not my favorite sure. in the world. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, 
again the adult contemporary uh, tag, but uh, but it's it's certainly an interesting song and, and incredibly well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, after reading that James Taylor overcame writer's block by going to a place that he'd never been, Cone visited Memphis. A friend had told him there were two things in particular that I had to do in Memphis, things that would forever change me. They later became they later became the centerpieces of walking in Memphis. And I, I, just the whole con the the concept of the song is is remarkable and memphis is incredible you've been there i know you have mm-hmm. and and i've been there a few times like i love that fucking city one thing i would say about memphis sidebar <laughs> talking about going there if you go it's obviously fun to go to beale street and do all of the all of that kind of stuff and eat the barbecue and all of that stuff the one place you have to go is the civil rights museum i don't know if did you go there when you were there was did it exist then i'm not sure how long it's been there oh no no it, it existed Okay. Yes, we got there as it was closing, so okay. we didn't get to actually uh, like go through it. But to me, the civil and I, I just saw it last summer, so it's still pretty fresh in my in my mind. But it's uh, oh it's God. in the it's, it's in the so, back of it's in the back of the Lorraine Hotel, which was or motel, excuse me, which is where Martin Luther King Jr. was shot and killed. And you you end up that's the very last thing that you see is the room that he was staying in. Um, and you get, you get an up close look at that and it's still, you know, designed the same way that it was in the 1960s when he was, when he was shot and killed. But as you go through the museum, it really opens your eyes to the civil rights movement and why it's a, it's such a thing still today. Um, good song, not my favorite song either, but I thought it was an interesting one to talk about and it ended up being way more interesting than I thought. One, one note before we move on to the next song that I thought was really cool about this is you hear the part where he talks about Muriel playing the piano. And come to find out that was somebody that he went and saw in concert, a woman that was in her 60s that was playing a beat up old upright piano and singing gospel standards. And she ended up inviting him to sing with her and they had nothing in common whatsoever, but they sang together and he ended up making that part of the song. I thought that was really cool. And and that was the two notes that I had highlighted was, uh, uh, you know, you have to go see two things. Uh, uh, Father uh, Al, Reverend Al Green at the full gospel tabernacle church and then uh going down to robinson mississippi to see muriel davis and and they had no idea what to do and they just ended up playing you know uh, uh hymns and it was yeah it's a good song it's a good song it's a well-written song it's not one of my favorites mm-hmm. but it's it's yeah it's an interesting thing to talk about yeah and it got us to where where we went and <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that yeah yeah absolutely okay. uh song number three sean is honky tonk women by the rolling stones uh one of my favorite things in the world is the the rolling stones versus the beatles thing and uh we've always been beatles people and you especially uh but this is probably it's not my favorite rolling stone song in the world but it's in the top three mm-hmm <laughs> And it's badass. And the fact that I got to, you know, a meta gin soap barroom queen in Memphis. <laughs> she tried to be, take me upstairs for a ride. I threw this song in there because you had that, the Memphis thing going on. I thought you were going to talk about a personal story there for a second, where, where you were going oh. with that. Oh, interesting. No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it's a, it's a, it is, it's definitely one of my top, um, Rolling Stone songs as well. It's, it's just a, it, it's a, 
fun song and it, it's got a little uh different groove to it than a lot of stones tunes definitely but uh but certainly a, a fun song that they have no doubt and in our we have friends uh who are big rolling stones fans and and travel all around to see them and this is our friend's favorite song by them another reason i wanted to throw this in there was uh yeah, it makes me just think about hanging out with them, and I, I haven't seen them in forever. Mm-hmm. So, it was it was just a fun song to throw in there, in the Memphis part, and and that's again going back to the Beatles and Rolling Stone things. Like if if we want to talk about that, uh, you know, like we're obviously Beatles people, you know, through episode ten, everybody saw that. Sure, uh, but. But the Rolling Stones are fucking good too. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not not a Rolling Stones person. It's yeah. not a it's not a yeah. this or that type of a situation. But we but this was never in heavy. The Rolling Stones were never in heavy rotation with us. No, at true. all. True, absolutely. But but you know they're so fucking good still. Like like uh, this band is still playing to this day. I I don't know that I'd actually want to see them live. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be disappointed. But goddamn, some of that shit that goes back is so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, yeah, they've got so many, so many good songs. I don't know where to start. I would say that, um, oh, fuck. I forgot about like Steel Wheels and, uh, yeah. uh, uh Voodoo Lounge. Mm-hmm. Like they used to play that shit on the radio and, and we had those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That just popped in my head right now. <laughs> I've forgotten all about that. So the next song is also your song, which is uh, a band that I had kind of uh, forgotten about because they're not really necessarily in heavy rotation these days. But uh, but a good song and a good band nonetheless. This one going into the city theme again is uh, Baton Rouge by the Nixons. I fucking love this band. Yeah, they they're very two, good. Two incredible albums. Uh, they this song. It's just so fucking hard rock. It's so good. It's just one of those ones again, driving around in Benny or 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 the uh, the tempo, <laughs> you know, just just kicking ass. Uh, it's so good. It was written on long before you had eyes to see. Somewhere between then and now, we lost something. Try too hard. Somewhere between here and there, we forgot who we are so fucking good yeah it i hadn't heard it in a number of years i had to kind of familiarize myself with it again it'd been so long but because i think everybody remembers sister that that was like the one that you and that's gonna like, come up yeah again. absolutely yeah but but th- but this one i i remembered it once i listened to it once but i had to kind of refresh myself it'd been so long since i heard it but it is it is an absolute uh it it's a a dark song in the way that it's the way that it's written <laughs> on cue it's on cue, and he's. I just Richie just texted me back. On cue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't no, mean no, to interrupt no, our perfect. podcast. Yes. They weren't around a long time. The Nixons, like I, I know they've got a couple other albums than 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 FOMA and and their self titled one, which this is off of, uh, from a uh, ninety seven. Uh, is that right? Ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven. And. Uh, but goddamn, it's such a great song. It's so fun. And mm-hmm. one of those ones that, again, driving around in the country, 
you know, Mountain Dew, Marble Red, just having a good time. Oh, I guess at this point, no, 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 we weren't drinking yet, quite yet. No, yeah, it was still no. Mountain Dew, Marble Red. Well, wait, there. what year did it come out? Ninety-seven. Um, we're, we were getting there. Close. We were getting there. Yeah, yeah, we were teetering <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we I were. Do. Yeah, by June of 97, you had the trailer by that point. So, yeah, it was happening. Mm. Yeah, I don't think we were probably driving around listening to this song as much as just listening to it at the trailer. Because once you got the trailer, the driving around went way down because we didn't oh, have absolutely. to. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, we didn't want to drive around anymore. <laughs> we had a place to be. <laughs> Richie just texted me again and said that he couldn't answer the phone because he was ziplining. So I'm glad he made it to the other side. So I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> Good for him though. Zip lining, zip lining. Yeah. That's funny. All right. So that's side A. That's, that's a discombobulated side A. It was an interesting <laughs> yeah, side A. But it was still fun. That's yeah. a great, great fucking song. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all right. Well, we will come back in just a minute with uh, side B, and we're gonna have a special guest when we come back on the other side of the break here on Sean and D's Good Tape. Well, welcome back to side B of the good tape this week. And it's uh, got a special guest coming in this week. And that's uh, my son, Elliot, who wanted to do a song. And the song, are you going to come over here and do this? Or are you going to wander around? <laughs> He's got to intro it at least. Yeah. So so come here and tell everybody what the next song that we're going to do is. Come here. What song? What song's next on our playlist, Elliot? Rock and roll. Do you know who sings rock and roll? No, I don't. You don't? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, this song's by Led Zeppelin, a little band that was kind of popular in the seventies. No, not any real big deal. Right. D no, no, nobody knows much about them. (laughs) Yeah. So do you want to tell me really quick? Tell, tell Dennis and I, why you like this song, why you wanted us to talk about it. So I think one day my dad was playing rock and roll in the car. Yeah. By Sammy Hagar. Yeah, because see, the song is actually covered by Sammy and his current band, The Circle, and they did a live album. And because Jason Bonham, the son of John Bonham, is in The Circle, they do four Led Zeppelin songs when they play in concert. Rock and Roll's one of them, and Elliot really enjoyed it. So it's a frequent request in our car, but it's not ever the Led Zeppelin version. It's always the Sammy and The Circle version. So when I played the Led Zeppelin version for him the other day, he was asking me why it wasn't Sammy Hagar who was singing it, <laughs> which was That's kind fair. of funny. Yeah. That's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's a great song, yeah. Elliot. It's a great choice. Thank you so much. So um, so what's your what's your take on this song, D? When it comes to not necessarily rank of a song, but maybe a rank of a Led Zeppelin song overall. It's a great song. It's It's one of those back in black sort of things where everybody knows this song. Mm-hmm. everybody loves this song and it's so fun to sing. I do like, um, in 1972, it was called simply the most dynamic hard rock song in the, in music. And, and, you know, that's probably a pretty good synopsis of it. I don't know about in music ever, but, um, but the way that, you know, we were talking about John Bonham a second ago, the way that it kicks off with those drums and then it just kind of hits you in the face with, it's been a long time since I rock and rolled. It's been a long time since I did the stroll, you know, it just kind of, it kind of slaps you in the face and gets you headed in the right direction when you want to rock. We have such a love-hate relationship with Led Zeppelin Mm -hmm. based on the classic rock station we grew up with, one of the three stations that played music that we enjoyed. You know, Led Zeppelin got overplayed, overplayed. And and then 
once you don't listen to him for a while, when you hear a song like mm -hmm. this or, or Stairway to Heaven or or any of that, going to California, which we've talked about, it's it's uh, you realize just, Jesus Christ, these guys are great. Yeah. No, they are. They absolutely are. But but they were overplayed. That was the problem. ACDC, the same thing. ACDC, if you hear their songs and you haven't heard it, it's not something I would normally turn on, but it's like, I, I like these songs, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. They're, they're good classic rock songs, but, but WQLZ and WYMG down in Springfield just overplayed both bands tremendously exactly. too much. Exactly. And, and, and it, 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 it was kind of ruined us. Yeah. On them. Yeah. But, but no, this is an amazing song, incredibly well-written. Uh, you know, the fact that it's just the three chord, you know, rock and roll, you know, so fucking good. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Page, Jesus Christ. I've, I saw him and the Black Crows on tour in, in, I guess it was 2000 or 2001. That guy is a monster, a goddamn monster. <laughs> and you've seen Jason Bonham. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, he's, he's got his, his, his father, you know, running through him. He's so good at drums. Yeah. You know, I don't think, um, the you know half of Led Zeppelin would reunite quite a bit and do songs together, and I don't think they really do that so much anymore, do they? I haven't heard of any new material or anything like that for several years now. Oh no, no, there's still so much fighting with the bassist with John Paul Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he seems to be the sticking point. You know, Plant and Page yeah. had did their album in the '90s. Yeah, but no, it's a great song. It's a great band. I believe I'm sure we'll hear. Didn't they do a concert together in 2006 where Jason Bonham played drums for it and they did yeah. like a one-off show like in like in I, England I, don't know. I, I do don't, believe. I don't remember the year but it's uh there's a celebration day uh uh record that I have that's uh that's them. My radio <laughs> passed uh one of the rock stations in the building when I worked for the news talker in Peoria. Uh they actually gave away a trip to go see that concert which would be really yeah. have a really cool thing to have gotten to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Th th they've gotten together once for some benefit. I can't, again, mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was about, but yeah, but yeah, no, just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, uh, John Paul Jones also played bass as uh, that, the Dave Grohl, Josh Homme, uh from Queens of the Stone Age side project, uh, them crooked vultures. Yeah. Are you, you remember that song? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking yeah, of that, no speaking of that, did you see that little drum off thing that's been going on with Dave Grohl and that 10 year old? <laughs> so dead end friends. Oh my gosh. That little girl killed it. Yeah. Yeah. She was well, she amazing. killed Everlong first off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And but, then, but then him, when he challenged her, pick. yeah, he, he waved the white flag, you know, rightfully so. But yeah. Oh, oh it's so great. And that, that's one of the nice things about the whole, uh, lockdown thing that you know things like that happen mm -hmm. uh you know i'm not on facebook or any of that shit like that but but i'm i'm so happy that 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 sort of social media thing happens so people can see it yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. so good stuff so um uh moving on to the next song we've just got a couple of songs left here and uh or three songs left excuse me next song is the eagles who have not made our countdown you know to this point it's their it's their debut on here and um i i picked this one and it kind of fit the same mold as walking in memphis that's kind of why i picked it because a little bit lighter fare than uh than normal um but peaceful easy feeling is the song that i picked and actually this is one of my favorite eagles songs i just i i really like the vibe of this song it's really easy to sing along to 
And I, I just really like this song. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is probably one of my least favorite Eagles songs, honestly. Really? really? Uh, it, it, I mean, it's a decent song. It's it's fine. But, yeah, it's just so kind of, yeah. Mm. You don't like it, huh? It's it's not my favorite. Absolutely yeah. not. I really like it. I think it's I think it's got a nice vibe to it. I mean, peaceful, easy feeling is a great title for it because that's what it gives you when you listen to it. Just uh, you know, just real real mellow and stuff. And I think what I like about it, going back to when we did the country episode a few weeks ago, and we were talking about Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers and how their voices fit together so well, and uh, oh. and all of that kind of stuff. It's that harmony in it when they all kind of sing together and they do the backup the backing vocals and their voices just mesh so well together it's just really easy on my ears and i think that's why i like it undeniable like the harmonies the eagles have together are incredible and and i'm not an eagles hater you know uh, uh at all but yeah this that and 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 this this is one of those songs that shows that talent where they are you know just all in harmony just together doing all of this thing you know what it is for me, honestly. I'm not an Eagles hater, never have been an Eagles hater, but was never really like a huge fan of the Eagles of until like not. the until like the last probably like five to ten years. And I think it's probably getting older and it, you know, just easier on the ears, just easier to listen to, that kind of stuff. I found a new appreciation for them in recent years. The concert that they showed from Staples Center on ESPN a couple of months ago. I still, so have, good. It, I still have it on my DVR. It was tremendous. You know, it's and, so good. Yeah, and how they could get a guy like Vince Gill, who fits them so well. I mean, he seems like he's always been a member to replace Glenn Fry in that band after Glenn Fry passed away. That was a genius move. And watching that concert, Vince was the lead singer on half their songs that night. It was well, because he replaced Glenn Fry. Right. And, and Jackson Brown is now a part of the Eagles, and he's incredible yeah. too. Like, no, the Eagles are amazing. They're so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I could think of at least 20 songs by them that I like better than this one, honestly. And, and, and you know, like, and I get it, what you're saying. You're getting mm -hmm. older and, and, and you want something that just kind of puts you in that mood. And this song absolutely does. It's mm -hmm. not a bad song. It's just not one of my favorites by the Eagles. But. So where would you rank? So, so because I I find in in the the meaning I'm not talking about the meanings. I'm just talking about how they sound. So I'm not getting into to that. But how would you rank a song like Lion Eyes? Oh, that's also towards the back end because it sounds like this song, and I like yeah. that song a lot too because I like that <laughs> harmony. I just really yeah, like that sure. harmony, and I and I like Hotel California and all of the all of the songs that you probably got at the top too. I like all of them, but I just I just really like the vibe of those two songs and the way that they the way that they sound. So it, it's really funny how how different we are on that. Well, that that's the whole country part of you too, mm -hmm. uh, the country music part of you versus me and the the rock part uh i and i get it you know but but yeah no this and witchy woman what about that one yeah that one's okay i don't really love that song yeah i just bring that up because of the seinfeld reference and yeah we had talked about seinfeld uh, over the weekend but uh, <laughs> a desperate yes so, we did all right next song is mine mm -hmm. going back to the uh 
traveling thing that's King of New Orleans by Better Than Ezra. And funny, Better Than Ezra had not made our list yet, and this was not the first song that I thought would make the list. So there is at least one more Better Than Ezra song to come, I'm sure, on a future episode. There absolutely is. But yeah. again, like I said, when 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 I saw your list of songs, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go get rid of a couple of these city songs. <laughs> We're going on Bad a trip movie. across the country. <laughs> exactly. I love this fucking song. This song is so good. It is this good. band is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This album, Friction Baby, is really good. And, mm-hmm. and you're talking about the first single off of this one, or the second single off of this yes. one. Yes. Uh, that we'll get to in a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, no, the talking about just the gutter punks that they see around New Orleans. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No, I have not. I, I have not either. And it's one of those places I want to go. Yes. And it, it, it makes me think of Memphis. Mm-hmm. When I think of Memphis, I think of New Orleans. Same uh, ca- same sort of vibe, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah I mean, I would, little... I, would, I would imagine it's the same sort of vibe. Like I said, I've never been there, but it just seems like it would be. Yeah. I can't think of any. I I, I can think of Beale Street, and I, for some reason, I can't think of the name of the, uh, the famous strip in New Orleans. Bourbon now, Street. Bourbon Street. There you go. And, uh, but just talking about these you know, homeless kids and, and, and watching them do what they do to get by through the days. Cause, uh, better than Ezra are from Louisiana. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just such a fun song, just such a fun song to listen to. Fun song, not the greatest meaning in the world when it comes to the word fun, but <laughs> you know, it is, well, it is a good I song mean. to listen to. It's got a nice, again, it's got a nice vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. Nice vibe to it. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but got an angel on the stairs as if you'd even care when the lights are up and the sun has nearly gone down. Did you see him on the street? Did you pass him at your feet? Did you think at all? How dare they even look me in the eyes? Talking about these people that are desperate, you know, the gutter punks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's just such a great way to, to put it. It is. It, it, yeah. And, and I didn't actually know what the meaning of this song was until I read through I. our notes. I just, it was a good song to sing along. To. I don't even think I knew all the words to this song necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did either. Yeah. And again, yeah. just like hail, hail, uh, yeah. going back to the beginning is, is like, you know, like all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I'm looking at this thing 20 years later, 25 years later in a completely different light. Like it's amazing. The, the part of the song that really kind of um, also kicks in a little bit is the part where he starts singing radio in my head, radio in my car, going down again. He's going down again because he changes his tone a little bit and makes that sound really way more important than the, a lot of the rest of the song. I'm not sure why, by reading the lyrics, why it's more important, but it sounds like it when you when But you it rips your it. heart out, then it kicks your head in. Mm-hmm. Would you give him one more chance to try and see the beauty in this world? <laughs> It, it goes back to talking about, you know, the everybody is important. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take, don't be that fucking asshole. You know, you know, be there for people. Mm-hmm. Make a difference one way or the other. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so hard when it comes to a situation like this for people because you see people on the streets a lot, you know, and, and it's even worse now than it was before, before COVID-19 hit where you see people yeah. standing at stoplights and intersections and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, just human nature being cynical as we all are by nature, you wonder, are they really, are they not? 
I think sometimes it's easier just to just take them at their face value and maybe give them a couple of dollars or, or give them a bag of food or, or something like that. You know, just, you can't do it all the time, but when you can do it. Just be a decent person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's all yeah. that matters. <laughs> that's why I love you, Sean. Yeah. Well, thank you. I try to be, I try to be good once in a while. So, or, or, you know what, if you're not comfortable, honestly, going down this road again too. If you're not comfortable with giving money to somebody that looks like they need it on the streets, which I can understand that, you know, it is an uncomfortable situation seeing people in situations like that. Maybe, maybe find a good nonprofit that could use, use the money and donate it to them because it's going to come back around one way or the other. So it's a, it's a good way to spend your time or volunteer, join a board. Cause um, you know, that's, that's something that I've started doing more in the last 10 years or so. And it makes you feel good to give up a little bit of your time to help other people. I was just going to say, just don't be an asshole. <laughs> so the final song, and the reason I picked this song was basically because I pick, picked um, uh, the Memphis song earlier, Walking in Memphis, and I needed a Sammy Hagar song for the week and thought, this is a, I really like this song. Um, I don't know, you probably never heard it, I'm going to guess, Dennis. Um, no. but, uh, but this song is called Halfway to Memphis, and it comes from the Not For Sale album and actually butts up with um, uh, Things Have Changed, which we used... I don't know, early episode of the show, um, the 2002 album. And uh, this song to me is is one of those songs that you get lost in just trying to figure out what it all means necessarily. But I but I really have always liked this song in terms of, uh, you know, halfway to Memphis, driving in the rain, self-confidence, slipping, still running away from the face in the mirror, the lines on the face from New York City to the San Francisco Bay. It's a guy who basically, or a woman, whatever, trying to go somewhere to Memphis in this case and trying to not turn the car around and turn around and go back home and be brave enough to actually make it where they uh, where they want to go. I like this song. I like the meaning of it. It's just always been a, a good song to me. The the fact that you bring up the, that it's, you know, you're not sure what the meaning of it is, is, is perfect. Cause I've listened to the song six, seven times mm-hmm. in this last week. And, uh, uh, it means something. It, mm-hmm. it gives me a feeling, but there's no, it's not like hail, hail where it's like, this is that it's not like Baton Rouge or, or King of New Orleans. Uh, you take these things with you, you take them to heart, but take nothing for granted well, there's a good place to start until you feel the light circle again. Like, like it's, it's about stopping and looking at where you're at and reassessing and starting over wherever the fuck it it Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just be brave enough to do it. If you feel that it's time to do it, do it. Brave enough to do it. Yeah. This song means a lot to me because it came out like right before I graduated from Western and it was one of those life's going to change quite a bit, you know, type of a type of a situation. And it spoke to me because of that, you know, you know, a lot of times songs, ca- you know, will will catch you because of the time you are in your life or what your mental state is at the time. And that's what this song and things have changed from that not for sale album kind of are for me is the last month or so of my college life before I had to become a official adult, you know, type of a thing and get a real job and a, in a real profession that both of those songs kind of connect with me in that way because of that. The, it, 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 yeah, there ain't no sanctuary. You're Jeff Buck, Buckley blood. You're halfway to Memphis in the Mississippi mud. Yeah. Like this is it. 
you're right there. You're almost there. And all of a sudden you have to fucking pull it out and do it. If I remember right, do you really liked the um, album that he and that Sammy and, and his guitarist Vic did where they just have a couple of different guitars and they just kind of do some acoustic versions of songs? If I, I if love I, that song. yeah, that album. Yeah, well, yeah. this song is on that album and they redid it on there. I don't know if, if I, you remember that or not. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're, you're not good with Spotify, but the Spotify <laughs> single on, on our playlist is this song off of that album. Oh, it's not the not for sale one. No, no, no. It, oh. it, I didn't, I had no idea what it was from. So I just picked mm. that one. So, oh. but we'll fix it in post. That's fine. I mean, I don't care, but listen to the, listen to the version off of not for sale though. I think, um, I think you'll, uh, don't listen to the one <laughs> off of his, uh, I'm trying to think what year, 2006 album that was more like his beachy album when he was really trying to sell his tequila and stuff like that. Um, don't, <laughs> do, don't do that one because he kind of made that a country version of it, which is not as good. So yeah, the not for sale. I saw that in the notes Yeah, that, that he had done that too. Yeah. Uh, that brings us back to uh, a hashtag that we haven't been pushing for a, a few weeks. Uh, I would love to get Sammy Hagar on here. We'd have a lot of questions for him. There's no doubt. So, yeah, I, I, I will bring up the Masakila thing, regardless of what Richie thinks. That sounds fucking horrible, <laughs> and I will ask absolutely ask him about that. But in these 13 weeks that we've been doing this show, 13 episodes, like I've actually gotten a greater appreciation for Sammy Hagar. So I would absolutely love to pick his mind about some some shit well if you haven't noticed i do try to pick songs of sammy's that i don't think that you'll shit all over i haven't picked of course (laughs) (laughs) you know you know and and, and especially now going through this with 13 episodes you know where where i'm sitting at yeah yeah i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna run out at some point but so far i've i think i've picked well (laughs) yeah yeah but it'd also be fun for me to tell you that the song's horrible yeah we'll see (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so next week and the following week, we've got some special shows coming up again. Yeah. Next week it's the the all female. Mm-hmm. So women. Yeah. So we are we each are we each picking four? Is that how we're gonna do it? I yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Is uh Miss Swift going to make an appearance next week? I haven't decided because we have some options of a Taylor Swift episode. And the other thing we need to talk about is the Alanis Morissette issue. Is is she getting her jagged little pill episode? She probably should. But you know what I'll do? I will look because she's got other songs that are decent that were not on jagged little pill. So we will have her next week. I will pick at least one Alanis Morissette song that's not on jagged little pill for next week. Is that fair? I'll pick one Taylor Swift song that won't be on jagged little pill. <laughs> uh, I'll pick one Taylor Swift song that that'll be just to get her in into the books. But and then of course the week following, you know, Nirvana Unplugged, which is epic for us. That's going to be a two-hour episode. It really is. It's going to be a really long. That episode. might be may have to be two parts. Honestly, I don't know. We'll we'll have to we'll have to see how many songs are on that. At least twelve. It's fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that'll be, that'll be a doozy. No doubt about it. So anyway, I can't wait though. I can't wait. And Richie can't wait either. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it should be. It should be fun. So, yeah. All right. Um, anything else from you this week, D? I'm good. All right. We'll be back next week with our all-female voices episode here on Sean and D's Good Tape.